welcome to episode eight of Jesse J's Pinball Adventures. I'm Jesse J, and with me is my side piece, Ryan C. How's your week been, Jesse? It's been fairly eventful. I don't think there's been as much to recap as last week, but there's a bit to go through. So what have I been up to? Should we start with media? Go for it. Doing the rounds. First of all, I just need to voice my absolute displeasure in our first, our inaugural bomb, Raymond Davidson. Now, Ray Day and I have been getting on really well, um, but he's let me down a bit. And, you know, that has come about through me doing the media rounds. Now, as we discussed, we had a bit of a deal. And uh, Jack Danger tested that out on his stream. I wasn't present for this, but to recap, the deal was that if Ray coded a fart noise into Avengers when you put butts as your high score name, I would fly to Chicago and we'd get married. Um, Now, Jack actually tested this. People were messaging me like Jack just put butts into Avengers and it didn't do anything. You guys aren't getting married. So I just want to express my disappointment um, and my heartbreak. Did you ever once think that maybe he doesn't want to get married to you no i'm amazing no (laughs) (laughs) i'm delightful i'm pretty sure that's why he hasn't done i'm yeah look it could be i can be quite obnoxious at times so that's the first thing just getting that right out of the way you know the week started off with a bit of heartbreak other than that i have been talking to the poor man again i sent them a bit of a gift this week actually so there's a company called Down Under Box. They are not a sponsor of this show. You can ship... Down Under Box? Down your, Under Box. Your box down under. That's Holy right. Shit, that is a horrible name for a company. <laughs> so Down Under Box send... Uh, <laughs> it's more wholesome than it sounds, Ryan. Oh my it, gosh, you're a, starting... It's almost that. as bad as Deep Root. <laughs> down Under Box send um, Aussie snacks to people overseas. So... It's it's much easier to do that than it is to send it yourself because shipping costs to the states are really high. So I sent the poor men some snacks. Um, you know, do you know what a Tim Tam Slam is, Ryan? I do. Can you can you explain it to our <laughs> listeners? Uh, it's where you break the end off of a Tim Tam or both ends, and then you use the Tim Tam, which is basically like a chocolate biscuit, as a straw to drink your beverage of choice. That's right. So um, I made the poor man do a Tim Tam Slam live on their show with whiskey. (laughs) 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 They were not drinking milk as or like tea as you normally would. Um, To yeah, that was hilarious. That was very very good results there. So I highly recommend that everyone sends each other snacks. Yes, I am trying to solicit treats for us right now. If you're listening, everybody out there, send Ryan and I some fucking moon pies or something. Do you have what? any American <laughs> treats that you like? <laughs> uh, I mean, all the good American treats, like Reese's Pieces and Junior Mints, you can get down here. Like, you can get them at Woolies. That's so. true. Yeah, they're pretty easy to get now. But still, if... people send us treats. Sure, send us treats. I Send us Jess. I don't need the calories. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor man, I've been catching up with the poor man. But most importantly, and probably the most exciting update, is that my episode on Pinball Profile aired. I've been sitting on this for a while now, um, and it was very hard to keep it a secret because that was the most exciting thing to happen to me in quite some time. So you remember, we've talked a few times about how much I really want to talk to Roger Sharp, who I can now officially call Pinball Daddy because he's agreed to adopt me into the Sharp family. (laughs) Okay. 
It was a great episode. I, I knew a bit beforehand that he was going to be on the show and it was even harder yeah. for me not to tell you because I knew what was coming. Yes. I did You're drop a hint. A, yeah. I did drop a you hint. Did. I was like, hey, what, do you, what, do you, what would you ask Roger if you were just to, <laughs> to interview him? you like, ah, I'm fine. I don't need to prepare. And I never, no, actually, that's not what I said. I said, I remember I said, I can't, because you wanted me to pretend to interview him. And I was like, I can't do it if it's fake. Like, it's just not going to work for me. But if I was put on the spot, I feel like I'd do okay. I'd do well, right? And I had no idea that you were foreshadowing me actually speaking to Roger. But the funniest part of it is that um, when Jeff brought him onto the call, he's like, you know, he's the most polite gentleman in the universe. And he's like, oh, hi, you know, I won't keep you guys too long. I think he actually just meant to pop in and say hi. But I kicked into chatty Jess mode and kept him on the call for like 30, 40 minutes. Like poor Roger's <laughs> trying to have dinner with his family. And I'm like, hey, tell me about your power stance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, we pioneered the idea of a, a pinball fitness program. Um, so look out for that. It'll be the Jesse J. Roger Sharp flipper fitness collab. <laughs> Are you going to um, print out little coupons in magazines for that? Yeah, exactly. Mail it in to Jesse J's Pinball Adventures for a copy of Muscle Fighter 5. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. So that's probably my most exciting update, speaking to Pinball Daddy, getting adopted into the Great Sharp family. Other than that, um, I haven't really been as much of a stream hoe, although I have I have seen Ray playing Deadpool. That's been fun. Um on non-pinball-related media, sort of, I watched Tron. Uh, <laughs> there's a word that I'm trying not to say right now. <laughs> Do you know what it is? Don't no. say it if you know what it is. Okay. Um, pinball Network put up a post with the over-under odds on me saying a certain word on the show because I say it all the time. Ah, and I the word was I'm already. trying really hard not to say it. I almost did it just then. <laughs> What's the word again? Tell me. I'm not going to say it. Oh, I, don't, I'm, I could just look it up in like five seconds. I don't want Zach to win. <laughs> so I'm allowed to say it? Can you type it to me? No, you can't. Don't give them the pleasure. Oh, all right. It's a, it's a word for describing a, uh, a, a period of time which is used in Australia but not really in America. Uh, fort, fortnightly? Don't! <laughs> okay. <laughs> you watched Tron. And? I watched Tron because um, I played your Tron pinball when I was at at the Dirty Dungeon recently. Um, so pinball is actually influencing my media consumption in other ways now because I hadn't watched The Shadow and I hadn't seen Tron until I played both of those machines. Have you watched Congo yet? Oh my god, no, but I need to. It is so good. After, it's it's so bad that it's good after you watch the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, is it like think... how do we rate it on par with the shadow? Because the shadow is so bad, it's good as well. I think it's just a little bit cheesier. Okay. Because I mean, there's like a, there's like a talking ape, you know, and the talking ape is called Amy, and Amy's like a bit of a bitch sometimes. <laughs> okay, but is it better? Like, can it possibly be cheesier than Alec Baldwin as a warlord in Tibet? See, it's kind of that's like kind of feasible, but like Congo is just just out there. But Congo's, <laughs> I don't know. Feasible. Like, <laughs> of course it's feasible. <laughs> you can be a warlord. Okay, I'm sure. I've been playing right. Jurassic Park a lot this week. I took it off. Like, I could rent it out and people want it, but I just, I'm so bored in the, the last weeks of isolation. I'm pretty sure it's going to be over next week, possibly. Yeah, I just, I've owned Jurassic Park for a year and 
um, I guess I learnt some of the rules just enough to kind of like be okay at it in a tournament. And then I never learnt the rule progression as the code kind of came out. Yeah, the game is a lot more fun when you understand the rules. And mm. it probably, out of any game I've ever played, it's probably the best game at making you shoot every shot on the play field. Um, and it, there's hard shots on the play field and there's easy shots on the play field. It'll never stop your progression of the game by making you shoot the hardest shot in the game. Like, it'll it'll throw it out there and it'll reward you for it. But I don't know, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, but I, I don't think there's any other game. Like, there's certain games where you can ignore an entire section of the play field. Mm-hmm. Um and still kind of progress to the game. Actually, yeah. I lied. You can it, it totally ignore the raptor pit and progress to the game. So I just made I just <laughs> proved myself wrong. Um, but that's just a, a tiny little area. But there's two things I want to talk about, Jess. Okay. Assets, assets in pinball machines. Mm-hmm. So when they got Jurassic Park, they got the theme song, the na 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 that one. Um, Can you just do that again? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and they got Nedger going, uh, 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 um, uh-huh. and his face. And then everything else is kind of like custom. And they use these, right. like, the story is that, like, you're an employee of Jurassic Park. And then all the shit goes down and you have to go and, like, rescue people in the park. It doesn't really follow the storyline of the movie at all. There's There's little modes in there, like putting the power back on and getting rid of the virus and all that kind of stuff. Um, But they use these, like, really bad South African accents. Like, instead of saying paddock, they say paddock. you got to get the staff are in peril. you got to get him out of the paddock. Anyway, um, it's so bad that it's kind of, like, good. Um, Someone out there on Pinside created custom firmware. So he's gone and, like, hacked, and he's spent ages doing it. And he's kind of, like, hacked the game's assets um, usually when people hack assets, it's just to put like songs in there and change the, the sounds. Mm-hmm. But this guy has injected like movie clips. Like the, Oh, the wow. Clips the... Yeah. And I, I didn't realize like how nice it is. Like when you press the start button, there's a helicopter that arrives on um, the Jurassic Park Island. And mm-hmm. like the Stern video guys sat there and like recreated that scene. But like, do you know what I mean? Like using their own tools and whatever. And it looks mm-hmm. okay. But like that, that probably took him so long to do, and this this like this guy probably like sitting in his underwear, just like you know, downloaded the movie and chopped it up and inserted that scene instead, and it just it looks nicer. But they can't do that because like if they did that from Stern, they would have to pay for it. Anyway, point is, assets are nice, and we'll talk about it later a little bit with Guns and Roses how nice it is okay. to have like all the assets. Yes. The other thing I want to but- touch on, yeah, go. Well, isn't that isn't that Mr. Sharp's job over there? To do what? Licensing. Licensing would extend to assets as well, right? Not just the theme. Yeah, of course. It just I think it just costs a lot of money. And I don't think Roger does it for um, you know, does it for Stern, but like Alien Pimble, for example, the big the big ordeal with Alien Pimble was that they got all these assets, but they couldn't get any Sigourney Weaver. Ah. And then, you know, which is like she's like the main part of the like the whole movie, right? She's the main character. Yeah. When people quiz Roger Sharp about it because he was the one who got the license for them, he was kind of like, well, it it was available. Like, you know, like we could have got it kind of thing. Um, mm. He just kind of hinted that they didn't want to pay for it because it was too expensive, which is which is fair okay. enough. Um, yeah. Jess, time to teach you a little, bit, a little bit about pinball. Do you know Please. what flipper hop is? Flipper hop. Um, is it when ball hops on the flipper? <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
So it's when the ball and your shadow, our shadow, my shadow, um, our shadow, actually has a little bit of this. And now that I'm going to tell you, it's going to drive you fucking crazy. And I'll, but I'll tell you how to fix it. Okay. So when the ball travels down the inlane mm-hmm. and then goes to the flipper, it needs mm-hmm. to be perfectly smooth. Okay. If the ball, when it transfers from the metal or plastic rails to the flipper, hops, mm-hmm. it totally fucks with the geometry of your shot. Yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah. I just didn't know there was a word for it. <laughs> yeah, so usually usually if it's... Um, all the time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what happens is that, like, the ball travels... Sometimes on, like, older games, it could just be, like, things being misaligned. It does happen on newer games, and the reason why it happens is um, the ball will kind of continuously hit, like, the metal rails, and what it does, if you look at my hand, it just, like, pushes it slightly back, and even, like, a millimeter further back from where the rail should be makes a big difference. It came, yeah, it came to a, to a forefront this week because it was happening on my Jurassic Park, and it's the first new game I guess that I've I've had that it's happened to, and the way you fix it is basically, and this is like a temporary fix. It'll still happen again. Um, if someone wants to tell me how to permanently fix this issue on a game like Jurassic Park, let me know. But you just need a screwdriver. You need to like, like loosen the two or three screws mm-hmm. in the the inlay like next to the flipper. Force it forward, and while you're forcing it forward with your hand, tighten it up. And it might last okay. a couple of hundred games like that before the ball hits it enough times to edge it back slower. But you'll notice yeah. that your shots will become more accurate because the timing is then right. Because when the ball is bouncing and you hit it, yes. it's going to go at a different angle. Okay. That's really good to know because I feel like I've got certain shots really well dialed in, but that they're not always... I think I've nailed it and I should have nailed it, but it's completely off sometimes. And I mean, that could just be my, your accuracy is not always perfect, but definitely have noticed that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure on the shadow, like what I I probably should have told you this when I saw you in person, but when the ball ball is rolling really fast, if there's a slight difference, if you get like a little bit of flipper hop, um, it'll be fine. It's when the ball's rolling slowly. Slow. Yeah, yeah, it like is a slow a yep. slow roll, and it transfers. Mm-hmm. It'll bounce, and that's the that's like the more frustrating shot. Yes. Um, so anyway, that's cool. That's yeah, fast is fine because I've noticed, for example, that like if I my accuracy is really good for comboing the ramps. If I say I I get it started and I'm going around the different diverters and yeah. it's traveling fast, I have no issues. Yeah. But if it's rolling slower down the inlane, just like you've described, it's a lot harder to get it going. Yeah, I mean, there's there's also like not a, not just about the momentum. Yeah, but yeah. There's, the there's, 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 yeah. There's physics into play there as well, so the timing's different. But yeah, if the ball mm. is if the ball is hopping, it doesn't really matter how good you are. Like it's very hard to in- include the hop. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like we need to we need to give um, Alec a bit of a tune up because it's not the flipper hop's an issue, but also. Um, we've talked about the feed. The flip is not being very good. I think there's a few things that we need to, we slash I need to uh, tune up a bit. Why don't you just get one of your suitors to do it, Jess? You have so many, so many guys, so many, this oh, is yeah. my transition into the bump segment, by the way. <laughs> I'll just get one of them to fly on over here from Chicago and fix up my machine for me. <laughs> Before we get there, though, we have to just discuss really quickly how excited I am that I finally got to the final battle on Shadow. 
Go, tell us. You got two minutes to talk about the shadow. I've got two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, there's not that much to say. It's just that I was really freaking excited about it, and I filmed it for you because I know that you hadn't um, made it to the final battle before, and so I filmed the start of it, and then it was like ready because it tells you it. It says congratulations, prepare yourself. You know, you have to make 27 shots in 30 seconds in multi ball. You have ball save for 30 seconds, and then it's like ready, and it starts counting you down. And I was like, shit. So you can hear in the video, I'm like. Oh my god! Holy shit! And then I throw my phone and it just turns black. Yeah, I didn't beat it. I was very close to beating it, but that was really exciting. And it was like I had true pinball adrenaline for the rest of the day. That's a thing. It's yeah, a real thing. It is, and it's weird though. Sometimes, like even if you don't beat the wizard mode, it's like just getting there is is satisfying. And and some it was. some wizard modes are like that, where it's like here's like this victory lap thing, where like there really isn't an end to the wizard mode, just kind of like everything's worth a lot. But some wizard modes are like, well, now you have to do this. And um, Jurassic Park has like a, like um, ACDC has like a three, like the wizard mode is a separate game. It is literally like you get three balls to do this new thing. Oh wow! Yeah, I've never been there before. Um, what was I going to say? Ah, Shadow Wizard Mode is very similar, well, pretty much identical to the wizard mode in Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. where every shot is like, you have to hit every switch, every shot is 10 million, and if you get everything, you get a billion points. Does Indiana Jones also have the thing with, sh- like, that Shadow does where you have to complete the upper play field at the same time? Uh, yeah, well, every, every switch means every switch, so you've got the upper play field, so that's the hardest part mm-hmm. that people get stuck on, they basically have to, it depends. Indiana Jones, you probably haven't played one in a while, but the upper play field on some machines is set up perfect. It tilts, doesn't it? I'm trying to recall it. Yeah. Yeah. The upper play field on some machines is like totally fucked. Um, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure the like how it's meant to work is you, you hold down right and the ball will just go down the right all the time. You hold down left, it'll go left down all the time. The hard thing is like moving the ball from left to right. Um, but some machines you hold down like left and it'll like hit rubbers and, and go down. Anyway. So that's the hardest part on the Indiana Jones wizard mode. But um, okay, yeah. Anyway, you'll get there one day. But the, the wizard mode on Indiana Jones is literally just doing every mode. So you can yeah. back backhand the motor hall. <laughs> <laughs> what was that conversation this week about backhanding the motor hall, Jess? <laughs> I am not going to repeat that on air. But let's just say that it wasn't wholesome. Jesse J thinks that backhanding the the motor hall sounds sexual. Hang on. <laughs> Dial it back a second. I like that you put the blame on me here. I'm pretty sure this was your idea in the first place. No, I, I talked about backhanding the motor hole and you're like, well, it's so sexual. Uh, no, I remember how this came up. This is going to tie into a future segment that we're going to have. No spoilers, okay? Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, you can backhand the motor hole on Indiana Jones. You can't backhand the motor hole on Shadow. Yeah, sorry. Um, I didn't finish that. So you backhand the motor hole. And then it spits the ball out and you don't need to play a mode. And then the mode is lit and you can back in the mode hole. If you do that 12 times, like the wizard mode on Indiana Jones is 12 shots away from when you press the start button. Well, that's so easy. Well, 13, I guess, because 12 to start each mode and and then one more to get in there. That's it. That sounds pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah. it's pretty hard, though, to, to do that. We had and- to hit it that many times, but I mean... Moving on. Enough about Shadow. Moving on to Tim Sexton. So this is this is a uh, Bachelors of Motherfucking Pinball. This is yep. the uh, the bomb segment, and mm-hmm. uh, each each contestant uh, they call contestants have uh, have a two week window to 
to woo Jesse J if they want to. Of course, they don't. <laughs> These people are not obliged <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because so I actually caught up with Tim um, following this segment. You have a massive smile on your face, Jesse J. Oh, do I? Yeah, you're you're. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, continue. What does that mean, Ryan? I think it means you're in love. I'm in love. <laughs> I caught up with Tim and... Oh, my God, I've lost my train of thought now because you fucking called me out. What was I even saying? <laughs> How you're in love with Tim Saxon. <laughs> yeah, about whether or not they actually want to participate. Like, we never asked Ray. <laughs> um, I did say I gave Tim the disclaimer that, you know, it, it takes two to tango, so... He has to consent to this arrangement if it's going to proceed. So I don't know what Tim's stance on that is. I'm assuming implied consent, though, because he did message me afterwards saying that he's had an idea about how he's going to woo me. So, But before we get to that, we had quite a lengthy chat and took the time to debunk some of the fake news that you had put out on the last episode, Ryan. So um, I've got a recording of that <laughs> for you. And through the magic of editing, I'm going to insert the recording here. Um, it was like 40 minutes and it's all chopped up. But this is Tim Sexton from Stone Pimble talking to our very own Jesse J. So, so can I get into my list? I think I really wanted to start with this. I'm like, yeah. how Ryan introduced me. Okay, so I wrote down like everything in order that he said about me, and I need to go over it. So, what the, um, what the points were, because I remember three testicles, uh, number 198 on the IFPA rankings, that you're apparently 5'6", you're 27, and what was that? something else too. Oh, and that you like sexting. Thanks, yeah, Ryan. I have most of those. There's a few more. So the, I want to go in order of everything you said. First, he said 27, which is fine. That's that's a normal one. Then he wanted to like be like, well, this guy is not nothing. You know, he's 198th in the world. Now, <laughs> I haven't even looked at this thing since, um, you know, the whole thing st- started. So I didn't even know what I was. But I tried to look up Ryan today, and I don't even think his profile is active. Like, right. Maybe it is, but I I know he's like not top 200 <laughs> oh, hey he's he's in the thousands um okay r-y-c ryan c <laughs> is better than i expected he's number 364 364 okay so not, not, not the worst i was expecting like in the thousands <laughs> he's gonna be yeah, so dirty not so bad i guess usually did he so did he have uh, 364 on his dating profile. <laughs> he like, did not. He did not. He was wasn't proud of that. You know what he did have though? He had a picture of himself standing with two TV presenters from Australia in his dirty dungeon where he keeps all these pinball machines because he was on TV. Weird okay. flex. So he's on TV. So he didn't have the rank in the profile. I see. <laughs> so I wanted to say, normally if I'm talking to someone about pinball, I don't start with like my rank. I'm not Raven. I'm not number one. I instead usually would tell people that, hey, I work at Stern Pinball uh-huh. like as a job. Like I'd lead off with my profession. I think that that'd be a little more flattering than my pinball rank. I, I don't really put that one out there. So I noticed he glossed over that entirely. He did. Actually, I had to personally look you up 
and you go, oh, this guy, he works at Stern. Like, that's probably arguably more impressive than being ranked number 198. Right, yeah, I would say not even arguably. Well, maybe arguably. I mean, being really good at pinball is is cool, but I'd like to, like, Raymond also works at Stern Pinball. Raymond just started in May, yeah. and I've worked there now for about three years, almost okay. three years, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like Raven kind of where I was playing a lot of tournaments. And then when I started working at Stern, I sort of ramped down from the tournaments because it's a lot of travel. And like, sometimes I'll let you know, as someone who has a pinball podcast, sometimes when you're doing pinball all day at work, you're like, maybe no pinball this weekend would be, uh-huh. would be yeah. good. <laughs> so I've, I've played a little less. I have an excuse, but um, you know, I have some, some wins and stuff. I've got a big trophy case over there. I'm still still a decent player. I could definitely take Ryan one-on-one and, and beat him. You think so? <laughs> 99 out of 100 games, I think. Okay, so you have thrown the gauntlet down. Like, next time, when you come to Australia, or if Ryan and I make it over to the States, you guys are going to have to have a head-to-head challenge. Yeah, actually, we should have a whole gauntlet of challenges, like speed and then points and all this stuff. And we'll have it. to I- set up some sort of rules. But I'll take him on. I'll 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 beat him. I'm pretty sure. So there are two more things he said, and these things were kind of maybe something I wouldn't bring up <laughs> at all on my dating profile. I would say I probably wouldn't. Have... The first one, I actually, I don't remember what he's talking about. He said I was sexting someone at a pinball tournament. I had talked about this on the Slam Tilt podcast. Now this sounds like something I would say, but I don't remember saying it, so I don't remember what I was talking about. Okay, but there's, there's, I'm just going to jump in right here. There's possibly a couple of variables at play. Like, maybe it's that you don't remember because the sexting was really average. That uh, be- I'm trying to think. Well, have so have you played at a pinball tournament yet or no? Because, yeah, because of this whole thing. Yes. So if you ever go to a pinball tournament, if we're ever allowed to play this this fun game again with other people in a room where we're all breathing on each other, if you're ever allowed to do that, I got to tell you, there's always more people than there are pinball machines. So there's a lot of standing around and waiting. Uh-huh. So a lot of people use this time to text people, to you know, watch videos on their phone, to do something else. I could see myself saying, oh, I was sexting someone because I was just like sitting there texting on my phone. Okay. I don't know if I want. Like, I can't <laughs> tell you exactly who it was, what it was or anything. Or if, it, if I even was doing it or if I was just making a funny ha-ha thing for the podcast. Can but... you see the skepticism on my face right now? Yeah, but he like... clearly remembers that, that I don't even remember. I have to go and ask him what he's talking about or what where he heard that. Okay. And then maybe we... he'll go like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we need we need a timestamp. We want a reference. We want the exact episode of Slam Tilt that this was on so we can fact check. Yeah, that would be helpful. G'day, it's Ryan again, doing a crazy amount of editing to prove that I am correct and Tim is incorrect. This is Slam Tilt Podcast, episode 44, about 23 and a half minutes in. Uh, Tim goes on to explain it for around two or three minutes. You can go and listen to it if you want, but here is the general gist ridiculous randomization i think steve caught yeah, on it actually um it, it it hindered my sexting escapade that night too oh, <laughs> what? okay what, what's this about tim well all right what happened was and back to the show okay okay so that one might be fake news possibly 
I think it's fake news. I think it's something I said, though. But I don't think it's something that really happened the way it w- I implied it to happen. Okay. Much like this next one, where he said I had uh, three balls. <laughs> yeah. This now, is- this was me being funny. I'll tell you this one. I had I had an injury last year, and uh, the doctors were trying to figure out what was causing it and everything, and they took some, like, you know, extra steps to make sure everything was working because, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff in that middle area that could go wrong, and they want to make sure they've covered all their bases. So I thought it would be funny <laughs> if I implied that, like, oh, just like pinball, I had three balls, but... right. You know, the actual details of it, you know, that's it's a bit more personal than I'd like to get into. You know, it's it's fine. Oh. I'm fine now. Everything's fixed. Everything's okay. been on, on the mend, as you would say, in Australia. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but he did that did work really well because you said at least three. And that's then, right. uh, yeah, it was the perfect answer. Thank you. I thought so too. Um, <laughs> okay, so look, essentially, what that means for us then is that we're we're dead in the water. Like we're done before we get started because you don't actually have three, and you never had three. So you're going to have to make up for it in another way, Tim, if you want to continue being the bomb. Which is probably a good question because consent's really important. Do you actually want to be the bomb? Like Ryan hasn't asked you. So we do have more of Timmy and Jesse J. I'm going to tack it on to the end of the podcast. Uh, it's about 10 minutes long, so instead of Jesse J putting her foot in her mouth, it'll actually be interesting content this time. Back to the show. But basically, the takeaways are this. You lied about your height. <laughs> about my height? Yeah. What are you talking about? About his height? <laughs> no, so we, we this came up, right? So Tim was basically like, look, he's he's met you, yeah. and you're probably not much more than about an inch taller than him. Yeah. Right, and I was like thinking about this. I feel like Ryan might have, might have maybe just stretched the truth about his height just a little bit on his dating profile. Bullshit. No, I. Have what not. is it? Have you still got it? Well, I, I, I don't have. I don't have proof of your profile. I didn't save a copy, unfortunately. But I'm fairly sure that you said you were five nine. Yeah, I am five nine. No, I am five nine. Is a hundred? I'm a hundred and seventy five centimeters. I don't know. I think I need to measure you next time we hang out. Tim said you were five seven max. Okay, I'm I'm five foot eight point eight nine eight inches. I'm I lied by okay. by point one of an inch. Well, Tim threw the gauntlet down. He was like, Ryan's five seven tops. I've met he him. He was and- wearing he was wearing platforms when I met him. <laughs> he said you're five seven tops. He also <laughs> said that um, in a competition, he would beat you in 99 games out of 100. What do you have to say about that? That's probably true, yes. It's probably true? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can listen to the recording for yourself, and we're going to drop it in here so that you can hear the dulcet tones of Tim Sexton for yourself. But um, he, there was a lot that needed to be discussed, and we've pretty much determined that you're a bullshit artist, Ryan, so do better, okay? <laughs> Well, I can't just like, it's all about the the comedic effect. I can't just like tell you the truth about everybody. That would be very boring. He's very wholesome. He's a very, very wholesome guy. I was expecting a lot more uh, scandalous content from him after the way that you introduced him. So you're saying, Jesse, that, you know, Raymond's very wholesome. You've used that word for him. 
Uh, Tim Sexton's very wholesome. Are you saying that you up next you want a bad boy? Yeah, look, I just think that we need a diverse uh, playing field. You know, I like wholesome guys. Ray and Tim are both really nice. We've had great conversations, but there's nothing wrong with mixing it up a little. Do you have someone in mind? I do. Brace yourself. Okay, I'm ready. So, Jess, we've had Raymond, we've had Tim, but we've reached out to them. This guy contacted me, and I'm going to play you his clip. Hello there. I am Stu McVicker, the 1978 Playboy Launch Party champion and the greatest <laughs> pinball player alive. And, for what Ryan C. just told me, I am clearly the best bump. I think it's time you stop this ridiculous segment. No one is at my level. Not Raymond Davidson, the supposed number one player in the world. And Tim Sexton, I mean, what's his gimmick? He has three balls. I mean, and Raymond Davidson, he, he likes Weird Al. I like Weird Al too. So clearly, I am the best. You can just stop this segment now. I mean, I love Crocodile Dundee. Um, Yahoo Serious. Um, can't think of any other Australian things, but it's time to end the charade. I am the best. You know it. See you later. <laughs> oh my god, Who is that? <laughs> His name is Stu McVicker. I can't even speak. Are you friends are you friends with him? That's the number one question. Are you friends with him on Facebook? <laughs> S T E W like M C V I C K E R. Oh my god. He studied at the uh, University of Transylvania, just like Python. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, he's from Romania. Well, wow. he might be related to Python Engine. And he's the greatest pinball player in the world. Okay. Of not of, of all that of all time, yeah. Um, look <laughs> I I've gotta say, um, the gauntlet has really been thrown down now, right? Like, we've had some big claims from people. Ray claims to be and may be the number one player at this time. Tim, um, I made Tim aware of the deal that Ray and I made about Avengers and the marriage proposal that's on the line. So Tim says that he's going to bring something to the table to win my hand in marriage. Um, and now we have Stu claiming that he is the best. So the gauntlet has been thrown down by all parties involved. And I think that really we have no choice but to have a battle of the bombs. Well, um, how do I get in touch with Stu McVeigh? <laughs> I don't think you do. I think it's like the bat signal thing. You just, oh, okay. um, <laughs> so I, you, you project a flag, of, you project a flag of Romania on the wall right. and he'll just appear. I just put like a blonde wig up in my window and he'll appear. <laughs> If on wig is on the doorknob, it means do not disturb. Stu is busy. <laughs> Fuck, it's the best thing I've seen all week. I love him. So I can't wait to see what he writes, Ryan. What has this become? This is out of control. So there you go. Uh, Stu McVicker has two weeks exclusive access to Jesse J. <laughs> that sounds so... 
It's not exclusive. It's not exclusive, though. Like, the gauntlet's been thrown down by Stu. But that said, that doesn't mean that I'm just going to ignore Ray and Tim. This is why we need to have... Actually, that's one thing I didn't mention. So Tim, now that you've heard his correction of the record, Tim messaged me and was like, all right, I've thought about what it is that I'm going to do to win your heart. Because I said to him, you know, this is the deal that I have with Ray. Ray didn't do it, so I'm still available. He goes, but Tim seems to have a slightly more refined sense of humor than me, so <laughs> he already knocked back the idea of putting farts in any pinball machines. Um, but his idea, he said that he had an idea that was maybe separate to a machine, because I did ask this. So Tim has proposed the following. Hang on, let me just pull this up. Tim says, so I run the NYC Pinball Championships. And I was thinking that I'd like to offer that venue as the location of the Bomp Brawl to be broadcast in the middle of the event whenever we're able to do it again. This doesn't help me personally, but I'm thinking that we could build a whole boxing ring and do a whole match there. Teolus can announce with his golden voice. I think that's the greatest idea ever. You know how much I love a fight. I've already kind of said, you know, we should have a battle of the... It can be like a battle royale, last man standing... So, but is it the last man standing of people playing pinball or actually bashing each other up? Good question. I think that we should run it as a pinball tournament, and then as you get knocked out, so say you you know you play Tim and Tim beats you because he would, you have to wait in the boxing ring for the next person to get eliminated, and then you two fight each other to try and save some of your dignity. Fight like what? Like re- real fighting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe like those those sumo suits. You know, like you can wear those giant sumo <laughs> suits, and then whoever whoever like yes. gets, gets the person down, That'd so at least fun. someone doesn't die. Yep, I like it. Safety first. Or we could have those giant bubbles that you can climb into. Have you seen those? They like zorb bubbles yeah. or something. Yep. So it'll be a twofold event, okay? And then whoever wins the pinball tournament can consider whether or not they would like to marry me. <laughs> I don't know if t- Tim Tim Sexton, the guy who had three balls in a ball, that's that might be a bit tri- might be a bit triggering for him. Inception. Inception. Ballception. Uh... <laughs> hey Jess, can I just let you know that I hate your face, and I'm going to tell you like the, a reason why we didn't work out. I'm just transitioning. I hate my face. I hate I hate your face is like the real reason. Okay. Like the one of the one of the fake reasons why it didn't work out is yeah. that I went to I got a new phone this week and I went to sync it to my car and I go to the device list and your phone is there like first. I don't know how the fuck you did uh-huh. it. But you just like the first time you were in my car, you're like, Oh hey, I'm gonna play some music and without me saying cool, you just went beep boop, beep boop boop and you synced your phone to my car and then every time <laughs> you jumped in my car your music would play over mine. Like somehow it took precedence <laughs> over mine. And you never asked me. You What? I did so ask you. We were co-DJs. I've been in your car like three times. Exactly. This and all three drama. times to, to listen to Mansion Party. It's a Mansion Party. I'm never singing. <laughs> um, that is not true. We weren't listening to Ninja Sex Party back then. We were listening to good stuff. We are good co-DJs. I can't like, complain about that. Okay, so that's why we broke up. Is it that's your reason for this week? Yeah, yeah. Okay, notice, by the way, that I didn't say the magic word. (laughs) (laughs) What have I got? Um, 
Look, my reason is because you left that fucking hair gel here that I had to throw out, and it was like the most disgusting shit I've ever seen. It was like Lynx brand. Who wears Lynx? You're not a teenager. What? What? No. Yeah, you Lynx left it with your toothbrush. <laughs> you left your toothbrush here, and then you left your toothbrush. I never bought a toothbrush over your house. Yes, you, you did. I'd never slept over your house. Liar. <laughs> Do you need me to post the footage of me burning the toothbrush? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck you. <laughs> okay, so you did bring a toothbrush and you brought the hair gel and it was Lynx and that's disgusting. So that's why we broke up. Yeah. All right, I'm not denying that. I'm not going to deny anything from you. <laughs> so everyone knows. All right, that's where we're at. Okay, so look, the the bump is going really well, um, but I do remain single and probably will for the indefinite future given that, you know, I'm a music hog. I take over the Bluetooth in the car you hate my face. I've got pointy elbows. Like, what am I going to do with myself, Ryan? I'm just beyond and redemption. And you, you live on the top floor of a two-story apartment complex. Oh, my God. Okay. We talked about this. You have always said to me, if a ground floor apartment becomes available, that it would be so good because you would just rotate pinball machines for me, right? Which would be freaking amazing. There is actually a ground floor place up for lease at the moment, and I'm still considering whether or not I should break my lease to take it. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so easy to move out. Like it'd be so good. One day, one day with two people. Yeah, and then I could have. You don't even need. You don't even need any boxes. You just like grab a toaster. Right. Just carry it downstairs. Although the hardest thing to move is, well, what's harder, the shadow or a couch? The couch. (laughs) When we moved the couch in, we had to kind of like, it was out over the balcony. It was kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, shadow that that wasn't required. So, I don't know, Ryan, do you think I should do it? Because having your pinballs on rotation would be pretty damn grand. I would say, well, okay, think about it. Think about how much money it's going to cost to break your lease mm-hmm. and think about how much money I can save you by using you as storage. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I like it. I like this idea. Or I can just keep, continue to charge you. I haven't paid for food <laughs> for a very long time. Basically <laughs> drop by your house for free meals. So, you, yeah. you, are pay- you actually are paying for the pinball. Yeah, I'm just paying with food that you're really picky about, like my pie that I painstakingly made. I'm still not over the pie, okay? The pie incident. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, Jess, Jess cooking food. That sounds like a shit theme for a, for a pinball. Oh, another great transition. Oh, my God, your segues are just so smooth today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can you, can you tell everyone just how much I destroyed you this week again? Oh, my God. Okay, let me pull up the comments here. I am quite upset that you have (laughs) crushed me to this extent once again. So you did win again. Um, Okay. Usher themes were David Attenborough or Office Space. I can see you shaking your head and disrespecting Sir David once again, and I just want you to know that I'm not here for it. Okay. We've got one, two, three. This is riveting content but, right here right you read them then i won i won full stop is that all you want to know <laughs> I, I i already know it i don't need you to tell it okay tell i'm not going to count them all then look there's a few but i would just like to put out there that there were a few people that still went for sir david orby said office space but he still loves david that's not a vote but it is a little bit of validation <laughs> Oh, okay. A ninety-four-year-old guy that has like never done anything wrong in his life. Yeah, everyone. It's like it's like if you choose like Mother Teresa, everyone's going to be like, "Wow!" Like I'm not going to choose it, but what a great soul. No, very generous. Okay, fine. Look, Jason Fowler said David Attenborough specifically Planet Earth. 
It has potential if you ask me. Thank you, Jason. I agree. Additionally, do you know, do you know who Jason is? Nope. Okay. Cool. Do I'm not going to explain it, but like, tell he, me. He's no. You're so boring. You're supposed to find out for yourself. Me. Jason Fowler was like a podcaster, and then he he joins the TPN. Like he was one of the pioneers, uh-huh. and then he just like he just he just quit everything. Okay. But he like everyone everyone loved him. Like he's another guy, just like Mother Teresa. And um, well, then we should we should put a lot of stock into what he has to say. And if he thinks it has potential, then it must be true. Um, so- maybe Jason Fowler could be a shit thing that might actually be good for a more Jason Fowler himself as a person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was making myself laugh. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You're a All right, good. Keep on going. Um, we had Stuart McLean said Attenborough. Educational pins are clearly the future. I can see a pinball machine in every classroom in the not-too-distant future if they're <laughs> enough to build it. Pinball making learning fun. And I said, this is great. It appeals to the kinesthetic learners out there. And Stuart said, with a slice of kinetic satisfaction. Now, look, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what will. Okay. We could be educating the youth of today. Let's just skip over all of the amazing memes and, and all of the office space references. All right. Yeah. My point is, <laughs> I've won two times in a row. I could beat you every week because you haven't figured out the formula yet. The formula is nostalgia. So I'm going to skip nostalgia this week. I was going to do Cheech and Chong. I already told you this. Yep. I would have just, I would have destroyed you because there's lots of people that love Cheech and Chong. There's lots of stoners in pinball. Like, I just would have won. Okay, lots of good memes people could post. So I'll let you go first, and then I'm going to hit you with, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm ready. All right, my shit theme for this week, this is a little bit of nostalgia, and we're keeping it in the theme of, you know, games, Um, but with a bit of a medical twist, I would like to see Operation the Pinball, right? Oh, God, it's like you want to lose. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go. Well, it'd just be like the board game. Like the modes are that you have to, you know, put take out the Charlie horse or you have to do the heart surgery. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can have a special COVID edition. It'll be great. It'll have that really annoying buzzer that goes <clears throat> when you touch the wrong thing or you make the uh, wrong cut. People would love to hear that while they play right? pinball jazz. I mean, I would love to hear that more than I'd love to hear fucking Paradise City 27 times a day. Ooh, shots fired. Shots, shots fired. fired. We'll get let me to tell you, Let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you a little story. I had a couple of board games when I was growing up, but my parents weren't the the parents that would just buy me everything. Even if I had the money for it, like I couldn't buy my own stuff. They just, they starved me of things and um, it made me the asshole that I am today. Mm-hmm. Everyone had Operation, like everyone. And I used to go over to people's houses and I used to just love fucking playing that game. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to buy it so badly. Um, but I couldn't, and I kind of like never got good at the game because I just never got to practice enough. I don't know. So when I was older and I got married and I moved out, got my own house and my own car, I was like in Kmart one day <laughs> and I saw Operation. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to buy it. So I bought it and I played it and I realized I wasn't a kid anymore. It's not fun. I got, bo- I got bored of it after like five minutes. Like I, I finished <laughs> it and I was just like, this is, this is so easy. Like how... How horrible is the dexterity of a kid that you just can't, like, pick these things out? Really I don't know. bad motor skills. That's, okay, that was, that's my so, story. Wait, is this why you have so many pinball machines now, Ryan? Because you're making up for your neglected childhood? This is what happens when you starve kids of stuff. It's like the, the parents that, like, don't let their kids drink any alcohol at all. 
uh, and then the kid turns like 18 or whatever the legal drinking age is and they just go fucking nuts because they're like, ah, I can do this now. Fuck you, parents. Yeah, I mean, Um, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up and now look at me. (laughs) I'm an animal. Yeah. I got banned from watching The Simpsons and then I started watching South Park and my parents just had like no idea that it was 10 times worse. (laughs) So much worse. Yeah, that's not a better option at all. No wonder you turned out. I got banned from Star Wars. Yeah, I'm a degenerate. Okay, um, so Operation okay. is mine. What do you got? Um, picture this. A pinball machine where you fulfill orders in a food truck um, and you have to do it in time to avoid bad social media reviews. That is an absolutely groundbreaking concept and one that we have <laughs> no. never heard before. Okay, but I've got um, to say, wait, though. wait, wait. Where the fuck is the pin bar? Where's the pin bar? Um, well, a food truck will have the pin bar, so it'll be right there. Yeah. Seriously, though, um... The theme that I have is Hercules. Now, hear me out. This has never been done before. Ooh. But instead of being a normal-sized pinball machine, like, you know you have, like, normal pinball machines, and then you have, like, Indiana Jones, which is, like, the wide body, the super pin. With Hercules, just make it, like, a giant pinball machine. And instead of using, like, a silver ball, you can use, like, I don't know, like a snooker ball or something. <laughs> and it's just, like, a giant pinball machine. <laughs> Okay. Because Hercules, if Hercules was to play a pinball, he would play a giant pinball machine. Yeah. So the flippers will actually be like baseball bats. Yeah. And the balls will be medicine balls. Hey, Jess, can you like grab your phone and look up Hercules pinball machine? Fuck off. Please look up Hercules pinball machine. Don't tell me this exists already. You know what's so funny about this is that I actually wrote in my notes that we need to discuss how there needs to be. What's the rule about the internet rule about porn? It's rule 34 or rule 36. Yeah. Rule 34. Rule 34. There has to be a rule like this for pinball because if it exists, there's a fucking pinball machine of it. Like there is a Domino's pizza pinball machine. I didn't know that until recently. Don't this, you're going to kill my segment. If you start looking up all these old shitty pinball machines. Okay. Like I I find great pleasure in. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my god! Look at it. It's like it's the size of a bed. <laughs> it's huge. What? This is incredible. Who made this? I have so many questions. Oh my god! Look at it in a lineup. That is hilarious. It's literally the size of like a fucking California king bed. <laughs> it's the only machine that is that big. Now, they they bring this to Expo every year, uh-huh. and um, and you see it, and you're just like, wow. Um, and they usually have it at the front. Is there just and... one? No. No, this, this, they made a bunch. It was fully produced. Oh, my God. And they really do use, like, a giant snooker ball for the ball. Um, <laughs> you're really excited to play this because you're like, this is amazing. It's just a giant pinball machine. Yeah. Just like a really small pinball machine would be. Um, and you walk up and you plunge the ball. And before the ball gets to the top, you already want to walk away. But you let the ball come down, and it's like it's slow motion, and then you hit it with the sluggish flippers, and <sighs> yeah, I, I I didn't even finish the game. Like I, I it was there the entire weekend. It is, it's a novelty. Yeah. Anyway, it exists. Oh, I am astounded. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now what? So what is your theme for? Was the real one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is what this is what I'm gonna beat. What was your one? I've already forgotten about it. It was so memorable. <gasps> it's so forgettable. Okay, wait, wait. I've got a little bit of a twist on mine. Mine was Operation the board game, but yes, we could. Doctor John it. does the callouts. Doctor John does the callouts. Yes. <laughs> There's a callout about penile calluses somewhere in there. Um. Oh look, she's got a rash on her nipple. 
take her nipples off. <laughs> she's been he or she has been running too much. Chop those nipples off. Oh my god, the nipple bleed! I can't believe we ever included that. Um, yeah, we'll have Doctor John. No, we could do instead of keeping with the medical theme and things that people love. Why don't Why don't we have Scrubs, the pinball machine? That's what I was waiting for. I was just like, shit. That like when you started going down the medical route, I was like, man, like an operation, like a high pressure. What was that Nintendo DS game? Um, it's like a Japanese game, and it's like a really high <gasps> pressure, high stress. Where you had to like save people. Yeah, I know the one you mean. Man, I can't remember what it was, I but like I, I had a heart attack. I've never had an emotional response to a game like that where I had to stop playing because. The, the sound and the, and the heartbeat was, was like it called making ER me... or something like that I can't remember there's no point and yeah people are probably going to message us but we would have figured it out by then <laughs> anyway trauma team theme. trauma team yep trauma team yep okay. alright anyway scrubs no no you can't change it you, you can't can just change s- it because it... yes I can you're going to well, you're going to take a picture of scrubs or operation you can't take two okay well then I'm going to go with Scrubs, because then we can have the Scooter Gang. We can have the Scooter Gang in there. It'll be great. I'm just sick of losing to you, okay? It's pissing me off. Oh, scr- well, Scrubs is probably going to win now. Okay, <laughs> my my theme, which is probably not... <laughs> I was so confident five seconds ago. My theme is Jersey Shore. Oh, so... <laughs> my God. Kill it with fire. There's no fucking way you're going to win. You wouldn't even win if that was against Operation the Board Game, though, surely. Like, people have better well, taste than that. Well, yeah. Well, then choose Operation the Board Game and beat me. No. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, see? Because you're, cause you're scared, bitch. All right. Um, so, Jersey Shore, at the start, you get to choose your character. Yep. And each character has perks. Like, there's Paulie D, JWoww, Snooky. Um... Yeah, I don't know. There's sick doof doof beats all the time. I literally um, don't even know who these people are, Ryan. What's yeah, a Snooky? Well, do, man. Snooky has more people following her on Instagram than David Attenborough. So take that. That's a lie. Prove it. All right, you look David Attenborough. I'll look up Snooky. Okay. Insta. You're going down, Biatch. Nicole Snooky. David Attenborough? 5.8 yeah. million. Snooky, 13.7 million, Fuck. bitch. Entirely off. <laughs> no, who is this person? I don't even know who she is. She's Snooki. just a little Italian, Italian, little Italian person. <gasps> she does have more than Sir David. Yeah. This is an outrage. Okay. This is, this is why society is going down the Google. <laughs> Fine. Maybe, look, Jersey so, Shore might might be it. Yeah. So Jersey Shore, um, people want a world under glass. Yeah, uh, this is more like tanned Italian degenerate assholes on the glass, and um, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Okay, well, let's re- let it run. I mean, you have absolutely flogged me in the last two so far, so you know I don't want to be too cocky this time around. I think it's important to have humility, um, and I have certainly been humbled by your great suggestions, Ryan. But as I've said, I think that technically that means I'm the winner because my theme is the shittest. No, it's not what's the shittest theme. It's a shit thing that it would actually be good. Like Jersey Shore is a horrible theme, but it would be fun because the entire show, as horrible as it is, is just fun. They say stupid stuff. Okay. They do stupid things. They're degenerates and they know it. Like they can, you, know can you put a mode people. out there? Like what would one of the modes be? Because I've got Scooter Gang, so. Okay. Try. <laughs> I actually don't know hardly anything about Jersey Shore. Try, try and get Snooky. <laughs> To not get bashed up at a bar. Someone like King hit her and knocked her out at the bar because she was being so annoying. So try and not do that. So you have to avoid Protect avoid Snooki. the shots. Yeah, it's like champion pub. You have to like avoid the punches. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. And then if you if you win, she gets to escape. 
Um, if you lose, she gets knocked the fuck out. This sounds awful, and I hate it. I just want you to know that. The worst. Um, let's talk about Secret Service for a second. So um, when I spoke to Roger, he, we discussed Secret Service, and he told me that I should get something else instead that was really similar. I can't remember exactly what it was. I'm pretty sure he said high speed. I can't remember. Do you know what a Secret Service knockoff is? Uh, I'll just look at the layout. Secret Service layout, Secret Service. You know what sucked me in about Secret Service is like the theme itself, but also um, watching the there's a little clip online of Keith playing it, and the light show is just so damn good. Yeah, the Data East pinball machines of that era. Ah, yeah, it's high speeds, high speed. It is. One. Okay. Yeah. There. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. They really. I'm not sure which pinball machine is first, but it's it looks very, 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 very similar. If you okay. had them side by side, yeah, the shot layout is is very similar. Okay, but does High Speed have the amazing light show that Secret Service does? High Speed like sold crazy amounts of pinball machines. Um, it does, but like th- that stuff might look good in a video, but when you're playing the game in the dark, it is actually like e- extremely annoying. <laughs> That's why I think it'd be cool watching that clip of Secret Service because. I think it would make it really hard because it fully blacks out the play field at times. There's a game called Blackout that I think was the first game to do that. Okay. Anyway, if there's, I talked to Dr. John because there's one, there's a secret service on location in the Gold Coast. Oh. Dr. John prob- probably knows the guy. Okay. And could probably just, yeah, but if you, Pull some if strings. someone offers, if someone offers a pinball machine for sale, then like you can negotiate whatever. But like if you want a pinball machine that someone doesn't want to sell, you have to like ask uh, like a yanking price. Like I will pay you this much. Okay. And yeah. I mean, when we looked at the value of it, it was quite low, right? But if it's the only one in Australia, <laughs> no, it no, it depends. Like some people like to capitalize on that because they think that just because they have something That's like, what I, I mean. I found... like if it's actually, it might actually be worth a, a grand and a half, but if it's the only one in the whole country, they can kind of ask for what they want if I want to buy it. Right. Yeah, doesn't mean they're going to sell it. Like, mm. there's some guy who has a Dragon Fist, um, and Dragon Fist is, like, the Bruce Lee knockoff stern pinball machine. Yeah. Um, and I don't want it that bad. Uh, and I was offering him all types of, like, deals and swaps and whatnot. Uh, and he was like, I will take an ACDC premium for it. And I'm like, you're fucking no. kidding me. Like, I'm not swapping a <laughs> stern machine that, like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Shall we talk <laughs> for a very short amount of time? about what everyone's been talking about, which is the brand new pinball machine announced yeah. from Jesse Jack. Um, there really isn't much we can say that hasn't already been said, That's but true. this is Jesse J's pinball podcast. <laughs> and I'm interested in your thoughts considering um, you haven't really lived through or absorbed pinball media through much, through many reveals. So what's your, no. what's your take on it? Um, my take is basically, you know, I said a few episodes ago that I don't really give a shit about GNR as a theme. I don't want to see it. I don't care about it. And that that stands. I still don't give a shit about GNR as a theme. I don't want to hear their songs on repeat playing a machine. I mean, I got very sick of hearing Metallica in the short time that I played yours, and I don't mind Metallica. The only... Rude. I love the machine itself. Playing it was great, but hearing the songs over and over again, not for me. Iron Maiden, I can cope with because I'm already a massive Iron Maiden fan. That's fine. 
but Guns N' Roses just doesn't do it for me. That said, though, watching the footage of the reveals, um, Eric and his team have clearly done an amazing job with it. It looks fantastic. There's so much cool stuff in it. They've really jammed it with lots of fun things. I think it's awesome that they went to the extent of getting the the assets. <laughs> Am I doing it right? Mm, yeah. Um, they, they've got Fender and Marshall branded stuff in there. Um, you know, they've obviously worked really closely with Slash. They've got the, the music videos and the proper songs, all that kind of stuff. That's rad. That's going to be really cool. And I think that especially in Australia – like on location, if it's put in a pub, that would go off. People will play the shit out of that if that's put into any Australian pub. Um, so there's definitely great stuff about it, and I'd love to play it. I can't. I haven't really watched anything that's gone through the rules or the actual gameplay yet. Um, I've only kind of seen the overview of the machine, but yeah, I'd love to give it a whirl. I just can't see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't purchase that. I can't see that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't purchase it for $15,000 as your first female machine. Especially not for that much money. <laughs> a bitch is out here trying to get a secret service, okay? Um, <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, as someone that doesn't actually own a female machine myself, you know, take it what I say with a grain of salt. But it's not something that we'd, no, it wouldn't convince me to part with that much money. That's for sure. Cool. So if I had the um, choice of the two current offerings being like Avengers versus Guns N' Roses, which is kind of what everyone's comparing to at the moment, I'd choose Avengers for sure. That said, though, I think that both have really cool things to offer. Yeah, it's it's weird because um, when Pirates got announced, it kind of, um, me and Marty talked about it for like an hour or so about all these cool things that it has. And it was probably the most boring podcast ever thinking back now, because we're just describing the pinball machine in, in audio format. But I was just amazed because I was like, they've set the bar too high. Like no one can kind of reach, no one can do this on a consistent basis, but here Eric is kind of like doing it again. And it is almost like two and a half, three years later. Mm -hmm. Um, but so what else like has Eric made? Just just pirates just of the Caribbean, pirates. Okay. JGP. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a new designer. He's like Keith. He kind of came around the same time that Keith did. Okay. Um, Keith just was on his third pin, and um, JGP are a little bit slower, so um, Eric's on his second pin. Mm-hmm. So um, the bar is kind of like set very high now for for pinball machine um, experience. Uh, like the, I think the experience of playing Guns N' Roses, I haven't played it yet. By the time you listen to this podcast, I might have played it. The Australian one, I think, has arrived, um, the sample. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to try and make a time to go down there and play it. But in terms of the reveal, the way that the pinball machine was revealed, that hasn't been done before yet in pinball. Um, Willy Wonka was very close to that, but then it was kind of like, you can get your pinball machine in like six months' time or three months or whatever it was. Oh, do you mean in the sense that they were ready to go when the reveal was done? Yeah, they already made like a hundred. Yeah, like the, the the one was already on a plane, and so, like you know, Kevin Manny from Buffalo Pinball already had one in his house before it was revealed. He just mm-hmm. didn't open it. Um, so the bar is set just super duper high in terms of the reveal. Yeah, the problem with JJP is that like they can't. But you know, let's ignore the C um, kind of debacle and and the fact that they kind of like oversold and and the whole distributor allocation business, which has been talked about already. Um, but they can't produce pinball machines as fast as they're selling them. 
Like mm. I talked to the Australian distributor, and there are a lot of people that have ordered Ellie's. Um, C is obviously, I think there's only like, you know, seven or 10, I think that are coming to Australia. Um, but he had a list like of, of over 30 plus people that wanted CEs. Wow. Um, and, or probably way more, but he, I think his initial allocation, he thought was going to be a lot higher. Yeah. My, po- my point is pinball people want the new shiny thing and this is the new shiny thing. Mm-hmm. But by the time some people get it, like some people will get it in December and then the next batch will come in, you know, whatever, a month later. But if you're part of the last batch, like you're going to be tempted by Stern maybe twice in between that time Yeah. with, uh, you know, Led Zeppelin and then whatever they come out with early next year. Um, so that's the hardest part is that like you have to... Waiting like, for the did... new shiny. I mean, there's well, people they... in America who have canceled their orders for Avengers. You know, they were straight away down for Avengers and then they've canceled that order for Guns N' Roses. So yeah, and it's I, even I worse think, here. Yeah, I don't think that affects Stern as much because they have a certain amount of pinball machines per year, mm. whereas Jersey Jack has, at the moment, you know, like say on average, like one a year. Mm-hmm. So uh, unless they change that, unless we're going to see like Toy Story, um, you know, early next year or, or whenever they plan to do it, they have to produce at a fast enough rate to keep people satiated because um, eventually if people don't like it and it doesn't have staying power in their collection, then secondhand pins begin to flood the market and then people say, well, I will just cancel my order and get the secondhand one and then it kind of messes with everything. So yeah. um, that's why Stern is so good with in what they do because they sell, sell, sell for a short period of time and then by the time people kind of get sick of it, like they're ready on to the next. So they don't, you know, it's great for a- machines to have staying power and sell for ages, but if they don't, it doesn't necessarily matter as much as it does for mm. other companies. Do you think that Toy Story is really happening? Yeah, it was it was announced like leaked maybe like three <gasps> plus years ago that they, yes. that they had the license that they had the license for it. Okay, and the Patlo was doing it. Yeah, right. Well, um, I really want to see that. I would love to see that more than I'd love to see Guns and Roses. Yeah, Toy Story means. Well, it doesn't mean a lot to me. Like it sounds lame, but um, that is a license that I, I would I would go for. Why can't you say um, it means a lot to you? Embrace your emotions, Ryan. Get in touch with your feminine side. <laughs> Not feminine, <laughs> my child side. <laughs> um, they put a lot of effort into the collector's edition, um, and it sold. And I don't think it cost them that much more. Like the price difference between an Ellie and a Siggy is is quite big. But there's mm. there's stuff in there. There's the soundbar and the topper and this and that and different artwork. Um, when Stern do like a super Ellie, did you know when they made Elvira, they made like a super limited edition. I can't remember how many units there were, but all it had was like different artwork and uh-huh. basically like a piece, a, a, a swab of fabric from Elvira's couch that she like once sat on. And they charged like $5,000 US more for that. Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> a piece of fabric. From a couch yeah. that she once sat on. That's creepy. It, <laughs> it can be creepier. Um, Batman Super no, Limited Edition. pretty creepy. Batman Super Limited Edition. Um, they did a really cool thing where, like, you tell them your name. Like, like, oh, my name's Jesse. And um, uh, Adam West would, like, re- record himself saying, Jesse gets at the bat phone. Okay, um, that's cool. So that was cool. But it yeah. just had, like, like the different, like physical difference. It just had, like, different artwork, and it was full artwork, and they charged 5000 more for that. Uh, Beatles Platinum, literally just, like, a different color, 
and just like like hey this is different and it was like ten thousand dollars more anyway Whoa, my, my, my point shit. is stern kind of like no but they've got they it unlocked don't they because they know that they can get that money and they do yeah wow did you see the elvira topper yeah i hate it cool you hate it <laughs> i hate it <laughs> i hate anything that screams there's um so the elvira topper screams um the there's a there's a a menu option in ghostbusters that's on by default where the pinball machine in attract mode like it's just sitting there um sorry not in attract mode um you'll be playing and you'll hit the scoop and the lights just go off for a second and then you hear this like giant scream Ooh. and it's the worst scream ever and it doesn't matter how low your volume is it like maxes out the volume to do the scream oh i hate that anyway um yeah <laughs> that's no good no i don't want that you no know what one i likes do it want? except dwight sullivan who coded it he likes it mm, sorry <laughs> dwight not for me you know what i do want i do want alec baldwin to talk to me more often <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm not getting enough Alec love. Maybe someone can make a custom a custom rom just for you. Oh my gosh, please. Is there anyone out there that's willing to do this? Someone suggested I, wish... I should put googly eyes on Shadow. <laughs> you can do it. It's fine. I wish um Eric Minier is like happily happily married. He would be a good bump candidate if he wasn't cuz he he has the most insane well first I used to like ogle over his triceps. He has like these ins- insane triceps, uh-huh. right? He's like super fit, but he actually has. I'm gonna send you a picture of his calves. Okay, you know who else has it- got good calves? <laughs> the goat, Keith. Does he? Keith has got some giant motherfucking calves. He posted a picture standing next to the new Avengers when that you know he's pride and joy, and all I could see was. Huge, the soleus on that man. It's an enormous. All right, I'm sending you, and don't, don't, don't judge me about why I have this um, on my phone. Okay. <laughs> we may have been talking about Aries calves in in a, in a group chat this week. All right, have a look. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, those are out of control. It looks like it looks like a horse hoof. <laughs> transplanted onto his leg. Like the definition there is wild. I'm actually a bit scared of that. Really? It's a bit too. It's a bit too much. It's a bit too intense. Wow. Yeah. What does this man do? Okay. He makes, well, he makes sick pinball machines. He does. <laughs> that is impressive. Okay. Well, I think we need to have a calf off between Eric and Keith. <laughs> That's but out of control. You're saying <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the nicest calves, the most muscly calves. Like, what's the what's the definition yeah. here? Who, who is the most swole calves? I'm pretty sure Eric has like everyone in pinball beat on swoleness. Okay, but hang on. I'm going to send you the picture of Keith that I'm talking about. All right, go for it. This is going to be <laughs> fun to edit. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to edit out so much shit in this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, not bad. <laughs> See, they're pretty big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read that out. Okay. How many, <laughs> how many crushes in pimples do you have, Jesse J? Zero. Zero. Okay. Or maybe just one. <laughs> but who? Okay. As to who it is, that's that's a mystery. Um, you know who else is unfortunately not a bomb? <sighs> Who's that, Jesse? Drew J? from the Poor Man's Show. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Drew's cool. married. What? Is, what is this show? What the fuck are we talking about? 
You need to huh? get around it. I've told you this so many times. You would love it. No, not what the fuck is the poor man's pinball podcast. Like, what? what? <laughs> we're an hour in. It's like 10.30 at night on a Tuesday. Oh, and we're talking, about, we're talking about male calves from yeah. pinball people in America. Yep. What, are my, what is my fucking life? What is your fucking life? What is my life? <laughs> what are we doing here? At okay. the content's for you. This is... <laughs> this is a garbage fire of an episode. It truly yes. is. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about was the virtual battle of the bells. So Pinball Expo is online this year because of COVID. And there is going to be a virtual battle of the bells this Friday. So I've signed up for that. I'm trying to practice, right? You have to you have to download virtual what tables. Do you, what do you what do you do? Tell me. So the idea is that you have teams, there's teams of two, I think, and people are doing like a head to head competition on virtual tables. So you have to download like the pinball arcade app to your laptop or your mobile device or whatever and play on there. So I've been trying to practice ahead of Friday because I want to win. <laughs> I think the prize the prize is really cool actually. It's like a, a pass for two people to the actual real life pinball expo next year. Um, playing virtual. Have you ever tried to play pinball on a mobile phone? Yes. And every single pinball digital pinball experience sucks. It sucks. Giant giant balls. It sucks. Giant cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shit. Like there's our episode title right there. Giant sucks. Gina giant. sucks giant cars. <laughs> um yeah, look the the idea of the virtual battle of the bells is so much fun and it's going to be awesome regardless, but the like pl- maybe that'll make it more fun cuz everyone's going to be so shit. <laughs> Playing virtually is so hard. What what did you have to download the what app? Um, I think you can use Pinball Arcade or Stern Arcade. So I got Pinball Arcade and basically you tap kind of where the flippers are to flip. And, oh, I've already – I just started it on my phone. I can hear, I can hear the who. Um, you uh, Can you play on your computer? Because if you can play on your computer, you can um, like tilt left and right. And it's not easy, but, like, when you can tilt kind of without a warning – you... Yeah, you can nudge in the app as well, but the you can you sort of flick it to nudge and you tap to flip and it's just very confusing. I'm gonna suck. Okay. Um but that'll be fun. So I mean it's too late for me to encourage other women to join by the time this airs, but it's gonna be really good. I'm looking forward to seeing who actually manages to take that out because I'll be very impressed by their fine motor skills. Awesome. Yeah, digital pinball, it's a discussion for another day. Um this podcast has gone too long, but you just pinball, had enough yeah, of me today, haven't you? No, I'm just like I'm just really tired. It's so and funny because just... like our last episode, people are like, "Oh, great episode!" You know, you guys are really hitting your stride now. You've got such great chemistry. Episode eight, it's all fucking downhill, baby. Well, it's because we usually do this on a Monday night, and what happened last night when we went to record Jess? <laughs> I don't know, Ryan, what happened? I, I te- I, this is, these are the texts from me. I'm like, hey, <laughs> how you going? And I waited 10 minutes. I'm like, so, like, when are we going to record? And then nothing. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, I think Jess is on a date or something. Like, this, I, I remember something. I'll just give her, like, an extra half an hour. And I gave him more time and more time and more time. And I was just like, man, has she quit the podcast? What's going on? And he <laughs> texted me at, like, seven in the morning and you're like, I fell asleep and like 
slept for 14 hours and now I feel very strong. <laughs> I said verbatim, I must have needed it because now I feel like I could throw a bus over a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. I fell asleep on you, but I didn't ghost you, and I would never ever ditch you for a boy. Just know that. But I am a boy. Yeah, so, you're but a wait, count. you ditched me for a girl? Yep. Hey, hey. That's so sexist. I didn't know you were such a <laughs> sexist freak. <laughs> All right, let's end this before I have to do more editing. This is garbage. <laughs> let's end this before you fucking talk about how you want to gobble again. Laugh is that? I haven't heard that laugh before. I can't speak. I'm crying. Oh my god, I'm broken. Do you see how much I'm crying? <laughs> I'm filming you, by the way. <laughs> You're such an asshole. That was like the uh. ugliest laugh of my life. Oh my god, Ryan, my abs really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't even that funny. It must be true. <laughs> That's why it is funny because you know it's true. <laughs> All right. That was Jesse J's Pinball Podcast, Episode 8. Hope you enjoyed it. We don't have a Facebook page. We don't have social media. Just follow and stalk Jesse J on Facebook. She accepts all friend requests, no matter how freaky you are and how many friends you have. <laughs> and then she forgets the posts the content and she makes me post it on my page and then she responds to all all, all the social media posts next time just fucking post it yourself holy shit you're not my real mom <laughs> <laughs> okay goodbye bye forever. forever bye oh my god you broke me <laughs> i wish someone could make me laugh that much <laughs> I mean, I probably could if I said half of the stuff that actually comes into my brain, but I just don't want Yeah, you meant to give me shit about the banjo string. Holy shit. Oh my god, I'm so disappointed in myself. I do have a little bit of unfortunate news. I did look up the probability that someone could have three balls, and I think it was like less than 100 people on the planet, so... Wow, okay. Maybe I need to like lower my yeah. standards. <laughs> just on that one the rest of them seem okay. fine it's just that one in particular right okay before I'll, I'll allow you you can ask any questions of me that you wish in a moment but before we get to that i would like to touch on my proposition for you okay should i be you know because it goes both ways <laughs> ray and i had a deal right it wasn't it wasn't really a deal I sort of touched on this. It wasn't really a deal that Ray opted into so much as a deal that Jack Danger and I made on his behalf, um, which was that if he coded a fart noise into Avengers Infinity Quest when you enter your high school name as Butts, then I would fly to Chicago and marry him. Okay. Okay, so my hand in marriage is available for feats of coding <laughs> humour. Um, and Ray chose not to take that up. So, you know, Jack just streamed the new code update yesterday, I think, or the day before, and he entered his high school name as Butts to silence. There was nothing. Ray was in the stream. He got called the fuck out. Ray is not getting married at this time.
I'm personally really disappointed in that. Um, I think that it's a really good deal. You know, I can cook a mean pie. I'm funny sometimes. All he had to do is put a fart noise in Tim, and he didn't do it. So what I'd like to know is, as lead coder on Black Knight sort of rage, what would you code into that to win my hand in marriage, should you be so interested? What would I code into a game to win someone's hand in marriage? I mean, knowing well, that the is pretty low already, like all I wanted was a fart noise and Avengers, you probably don't have to try too hard. I've never thought about this question, though. I know that you said that. I would have said I would probably not put a fart noise in a game. I'm sorry. I just, come on. It's like pinball. It can't have that. And like Black Knight's a serious game too. It's well, it's funny, but it's not funny in like the toilet humor way. I guess I don't think there's there's different types of humor. Mm -hmm. There are games where a fart noise would be funny. I, I mean, don't think of it. Bad juice is one. You know, I'm just trying to pull off the greatest troll in pinball history over here. So. So actually, let me tell you this because I need some time to think about this one. Yeah. And think about something. So I'm going to get back to you with, with something I could do. And I, I have to, I'm going to use, I'm going to do something that like, well, I, I, I'm not going to promise to do anything because it's like, I can't really do that. But I'm going to think of something, mm -hmm. first of all, that maybe could happen. I don't want people to get the impression that they could just ask me to code things in games and I could do it because I really can't do that. So I'm going to say it might not be coding related. Okay. All right. I mean, we can also deal in hypotheticals because I understand that you and Ray probably want to remain gainfully employed by Sturm. Right. Um, you know, may not be willing to give that up on a, a whim for some funny thing that some random Australian girl told you to do. So, you know, as long as you, if you present a good um, idea, then we can work with that, even if it doesn't come to fruition. So, right. So it's pretty much has to be something that I could do from the United States yes. that is particular to something that I, you know, could bring to the pinball world that's like, and, spe and obviously specifically for you. Yes. Okay. So that's a, that's a pretty wide thing. Uh, let me think. I'm, I'm pretty good at thinking about some cool stuff to do so so okay. i'll get Send back to you on that okay we'll put a pin in that one for now okay <laughs> okay do you have any so questions? then you could then you'll fly to chicago and we'll get married that so that's, that's right if, if you agree you have to agree to it obviously yeah i can't just be like i put a sticker on um my monitor and like that's yeah that's not enough it's gonna be we'll something good. Do something. Yeah, something good. And then you you'll say you'll fly to Chicago and then we'll get married. We get married. Do you um do you have the show 90 Day Fiance over there? We don't, but you know, it, it seems self-explanatory. Yeah, so there's this show in America called 90 Day Fiance, and it has to do with the rules over an American citizen and a non-American citizen, like getting a visa with the intent of deciding if they're going to get married in the United States. Okay. It's a very popular reality TV show. People love it. And they follow these like barely met or online only couples 
oftentimes very mismatched in in many ways culturally and looks and hobbies interest and everything and um yeah they just kind of follow them through the 90 days and see what happens and everything so um it would be a perfect opportunity to uh apply to the show i think and if if that sort of situation happens so maybe then we'll get more content out of this 90 day fiance costing email (laughs) (laughs) okay i just need to email k1 showcasting at gmail.com with my personal story my current K1 status, and my expected U.S. arrival date. You Capitals, you must be in a relationship to participate. This is not a matchmaking series. Well, that's okay, because clearly Jesse J's Pinball Adventures is a matchmaking series. So we'll get right. that out of the way. 